Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself, Own Byrne. Own, what's going on? Well, Alan, uh, another great week of games. Um, there was some excitement in the NFL and in fantasy. I got scalped and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot to talk about this week. and uh, But uh, the number one thing to talk about is that the NFL rules. Fantasy and, and, and real-life football is just at an all-time high. Every game is just stellar watching. Yeah, what a week this week. Uh, Red Zone was uh, on fire there. The Witching Hour it was uh, unmissable. Unmissable. It was the best hour of football I've seen in a long time. I mean, five games, I think, came down to the final seconds or final minutes, including one going to overtime with a a dreadful kicker fest. <laughs> yeah, dreadful kicker fest all weekend. NFL record most uh, missed um, extra points this weekend. Yeah, crazy stuff. Thir- 13 over the course of the whole weekend. Extra point misses. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But the weekend started out stellar on, on Thursday night with a good one between the Seahawks and Rams. Ended with uh, what was a slow starting game between the Ravens and Colts, but turned into a shootout that went to to, uh, to overtime. Big comeback by the Ravens. Yeah, if you uh, switched off at halftime, you missed uh, a burn burner. It was a great second half. Uh, yeah. Great game altogether, really. Absolutely. As I said, we got a lot to talk about this week, so uh, let's get into the news. But let me hit you with some knowledge. The biggest story of this week, of course, is the resignation slash firing of coach John Gruden from the LA Raiders. A bunch of emails coming out starting from 10 years ago, up as recently as three years ago, apparently. Uh, with uh, racist, homophobic, uh, misogynistic uh, comments and emails about various people, about uh, safety protocols, about the commissioner, you name it, he said it. Yeah, yeah, he uh, was pretty much giving shit to everybody, apparently. Um, There's all sorts of uh, rumours about what was in um, a lot of those emails now, and a lot of it seems to be more true than false. And uh, it's a bad look for the NFL. It's a bad look for the Raiders. He's gone. He won't be back in the NFL anytime soon, in any shape or form. Yeah, it looks unlikely. Unlikely he'll come back. Yeah, uh, after this, you know, he was a good pundit as well. But it looks unlikely anyone's going to want to get involved in him at this stage. No. Um, yeah, kind of dreadful stuff, and uh, uh, leaves the Raiders, you know, obviously in a in a big hole now after a reasonably good start to the season. Um, you know, they're 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 sort of in trouble, and uh, they are going to be in trouble. They looked, um, they were pretty poor against the Bears the other day. Now they look pretty sluggish, to be fair, and um, their special teams coach is going to take over, which is pretty common actually when um interim coaches it's quite often the special teams coach given that they will be dealing with kind of all the positions um over the special teams you know they uh, would have a, a link to most positions on the field 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And look, we'll keep tabs on what happens uh, with the Raiders. But uh, that, of course, is the big news. Outside of that, as we said, some stellar games this weekend. Uh, started Thursday night, Rams beat Seahawks. The Seahawks' first loss on a Thursday night since 2012. It won nine in a row to them. Crazy stuff. We had our first game in London. Jess played Falcons. Kyle Pitts exploded. 119 receiving yards. And the, that's the biggest number of yards by a rookie in a London game. Back to London this weekend as the Jags face the Dolphins in what is a bottom of the table shootout. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at that. Last week's the game there, Falcons Jets didn't look a barn burner on paper either, and they still put up some numbers. So hopefully, uh, for the fans going to that game, they'll see uh, a bit of a shootout. Yeah. Well, the Jaguars lost, of course, at home to the Titans. They've now lost twenty games in a row. They're the that's the third longest streak in NFL history. And they're closing hard on the top two. Dreadful stuff from the Jaguars. Yeah, that is depressing. Tom Brady threw over 400 yards with five touchdown passes uh, against the Dolphins. And that uh, stat line was a career first for Tom Brady. Still breaking records. How about that? Nuts. Um, It's bananas how he can still be doing it at such a high level. And uh, definitely came off a shaky game against New England last week. And... uh, put his mark back on the league again with a huge game yeah talking of shootouts one of the best games we've seen in a long long time back and forth chargers beat the browns 47 42 in la baker mayfield that's his third career loss when scoring 42 plus points that's the most in nfl history but that is an incredible stat yeah, this was a, a nuts game, as you said, back and forth. The Chargers, they bring it all. They go for, they're playing four downs almost every time. They're not, they almost don't have a punter. Uh, they're coming at you. Now, they're an exciting team going forward, but clearly their run defense is the weak link of that team, and the Browns were able to take full advantage of it. Uh, ran all over them, essentially. And look, I said it at the start of the season. Um, I don't believe Baker is good enough to lead that team to uh, any sort of silverware or anything. And bizarre play calling at the end. They had a drive to try and go down the field and they weren't able to make anything of it really. Baker, not good enough to put his, that team on his back driving down the field. They wasted 40 seconds with three plays while the clock was running. Short passes inbounds. They made 12 yards. They had to go down the field. It's not good enough. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Finally, some interesting stats. The only undefeated team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals, made tough work of the 49ers, but still got out the win. They're a 5-0 start for the first time since 1974. On top of that, the Buffalo Bills pull off a massive victory away against the uh, AFC, current AFC champion, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, each of the last 11 wins by the Bills have been more than 10 points. That's the biggest streak since 1998. And finally, Lamar Jackson passed for 442 yards in the Ravens' comeback victory on Monday night. 
and that is the most yards in the game in Baltimore history. Now, this week, so last week when we talked about the news, there was very few injuries to talk about. Oh, man, the NFL just, it just saved them up for this week. We have a laundry list of guys that went down this week. Some bad, some not so bad, some season-ending. What do you got? Yeah, uh, crazy amounts uh, this week, uh, especially in comparison to last week. But uh, we'll try and just run through them real quick. Uh, Kittle uh, didn't play. He's uh, going to be on IR for the first couple of weeks, calf injury. Um, Russell Wilson tore a tendon in his finger, had to get it repaired. Going to be out. He's starting week 10, but it'll expect longer. Uh, Saquon, low ankle sprain. He can't catch a break. Just stepped on another guy and... Went over on his ankle, totally blew up. Danny Dimes concussed, trying to reach for the end zone. Got absolutely nailed and was walking around. He had uh, baby deer legs going on. He was dangling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kenny G, another sick note, hyperextended his knee. He uh, He's going to miss some time. Kadarius Tony had an x-ray on his leg or something. I think everything's going to be all right, but he got ejected for throwing a punch. Uh, Damian Harris... Uh, rib injury, Curtis Samuel again, his groin is at him, oh my god, he is such a sick note, forget about it, drop him <laughs> everywhere, he's useless. Yeah. Quintus Cephas entered his shoulder, wide receiver for the Lions, Jacoby Brissett went off, injured, was carted off, then was carted back to the sideline, uh, <laughs> some crazy scenes there. Uh, Max Williams, knee injury, he got nailed, that his knee. Yeah, he's, his season's more than likely done. Uh, Tom Brady had a thumb thing. He's probably going to be all right, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, Joe Burrow got nailed a couple of times. Um, ended up being all right, uh, but was sent to hospital after the game with a troth contusion. Um, something just to keep an eye on. He should be fine. Uh, Najee Harris went off with cramps. Tariq Hill picked up a knee injury. Uh, Travis Kelsey got a stinger at the end of the game. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair, of course, uh, big knee injury for him. He's gone short-term IR. And Juju Smith-Schuster injured his uh, shoulder and had to have surgery and is done for the year. Uh, and then late yesterday, we found out, of course, that Trey Lance suffered a knee injury for the 49ers and likely to miss some time uh, there on by this week. But... Uh, and may have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo back, but uh, something to watch there with Lance also. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Man, they're probably happy to have a bye week this week with, uh, with that injury. Yeah, they're, they're, oh man, there was a lot of injuries this week. Uh, some of them uh, pretty nasty, as you said. Uh, guys are going to be out multiple weeks, and a couple of guys gone for the season. Juju gone, of course. Max Williams gone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nasty looking injury for Saquon on such a innocuous kind of a thing, you know. Uh, yeah, they, they're hopeful it's only going to be two to four weeks, but uh, look, you never know with these kind of things. They get that swelling down, they could spot something better or worse. That's it, that's it. And of course, our final piece of news, as I just mentioned a second ago, the bye weeks. Uh, start in week six. That means the Jets, Falcons, 49ers, and Saints are all on bye week six. So, set those lineups without players from those clubs. Uh, the balance and act starts now on. 
Oh, the real fun starts now. Bye weeks, as we just listed out the laundry list of injuries between both. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be some tough sledding some weeks for uh for some teams. That's it. That's it. Only four teams this week. I believe it's gonna be six teams for a few weeks after that. Uh yeah, you just gotta keep an eye on it and, and, and juggle juggle those fit players who are actually playing and uh yeah, it's gonna be interesting a few weeks ahead. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a tricky business. Tricky, tricky business. Okay, let's head ourselves on over to the Week 5 Fantasy Football Rundowns. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Week 5 is done, as we said, with another stunning Monday night game between the Ravens and Colts. The Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy League had a game of the week doozy between the 2-2, two and two, all apologies anti-factors, and the 2-2, two and two, unnecessary roughness. Through the early window games of Sunday night, this game seemed lopsided. Unnecessary roughness roared out into league off the backs of Najee Harrison and Mary Cooper particularly. But as the late games progressed, things took a swing in the favour of the All Apologies Antifactors, or AAA for short. DeAndre Hopkins had a 20-point night, while AJ Green, Darnell Mooney and the Walrus failed to fire for unnecessary roughness, which compounded by a minus two-point performance from the Chargers D in their shootout with the Browns. The game took another swing late, late Sunday night, as Josh Allen put on a show against the Chiefs, and notched up 36 and a half points for unnecessary roughness. And so we headed to Monday night. Unnecessary roughness led the game by 22.1 points, and Lamar Jackson to play. Triple A had Wentz, Hollywood Brown, and the Ravens D to play. It all hung in the balance. An overtime shootout ensued. Triple A picked up a big 62.08 points from their guys. Unnecessary Roughness needed 39.99 from Lamar and got 40.88 to take a razor-thin 0.9-point victory. All apologies, anti-vaxxers, end the week in a nail-biter, but a losing record of 2-3, and three. Unnecessary Roughness, a winning record of 3-2, and two, now off the back of a three-game win streak. What do you think, Owen? Yeah, definitely um, a real close one here. Uh, you love to see these uh, nail-biter ones coming right down to the wire, uh, especially when you can come out on the right side of them. But uh, huge games here, obviously, from um, Lamar and Josh Allen, your two QBs, coming up big, accounting for 52.25% of your total points. That's why they get paid the big bucks, man. Yeah, um, you know, probably not a winning formula every week but uh, to be relying on two guys but uh gets the job done for you this week obviously uh a lot of players let you down this week a lot of players let down uh ben this week uh some mediocre scoring but uh yeah it's a it's a long way back for ben now um he's on the slide again and we love to see it here at the podcast we love to see it <laughs> <laughs> i love to see wins for unnecessary roughness that's what i love to see and uh, after an 0-2 start, I'm glad that uh, I've turned it around. Uh, you know, the rebrand has worked. 
the rebrand yep. has worked. Yep. Rebranded after after week two, and you know you're definitely trending in the right direction. Yeah. Alrighty. The beatdown of the week was just that. A solid beatdown. After taking a tough, high-scoring loss in Week 4, I might have to trade. Took out their early-season frustration by obliterating the sprained stick on Barclays. Cobb, Gasicki, and Tucker failed to get to 10 points. After that, it was all blue skies all round. Everybody else hit double digits, including 20-plus nights for Lamb, Mayfield, Evans, Hunt, and Ryan. En route to a large 177.48 point total. The response from Sprain Saquon Barkley, if you want to call it that, was depressing. While Mahomes and Hubbard hit 19 and 18 points respectively, it was all cloudy skies for them from there. Russell Wilson just reached 10 points but got injured and is out for a while. Saquon failed to reach one point before he got injured and is out for a while. Parkey, the kicker, got one point. You guessed it, got injured and is out for a while. Kenny Galladay had a goose egg. Got injured and is out for a while. Cooks, Azuma, Smith and Brown combined for just 17.9 points. Woof. Woof, woof. A pitiful season-worst 82.36 point total. And a sick note Saquon Barclays and an awful week five. A two and three and in some trouble on the injury front. I don't need to trade. I'm good. Ends the week. Two and three. And on the ups. Yeah, oh, Ian has had a mirror here. Uh, <laughs> not only a poor scoring week, but decimate. His team just gets decimated here with injuries. Um, he's still yet to. He's just feeling. He's still gonna be feeling the effects of the holes he didn't plug up when uh, we were telling him to numerous weeks ago. He's gonna be real light at running back again. Um, Maybe he'll have to re-pick up Carlos Hyde. <laughs> it could be uh it's gonna be a, a dusty road now for him. He's got a he's got a hard time. Real solid scoring on the other side of it for Parik here. He's um he's actually put together quite a nice week here. Um you know, let down one or two spots, but uh a real solid scoring from um the likes of C D Lamb and he's gonna he's gonna be happy seeing that big nice week from uh, Mike Evans as well. Uh, nice to see him. Double touchdowns, over 100 yards receiving. Lovely week. Matty Ice, of course, had a, had a big game in London. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure uh, your friend Dana is not going to enjoy the joy that's in your voice as you uh, as you talked about that game. But uh, yeah, look, it's tough and uh, it's not going to get easier in the weeks ahead with uh, with some of those uh, studs missing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what's not more, not much more to say. I don't think you know. No, it's gonna be tough sledding for him. Uh, he's gonna have to pull out all the stops. Indeed, indeed. Well, game three was a stunner. The undefeated four and zero that so Ravens took their streak into battle, 
against an up-and-down, one-and-three mediocre football team. That's how Ravens put up a respectable score as Robinson hit 20 points. Stafford, Jacobs, Cup, Moore and Lance all hit double digits. Topped off by a 41.7 point ball out from Mark Andrews on Monday night. Despite this, they ran into a buzzsaw this week. The mediocre football team had Herbert over 40, Kamara and Eckler over 30, DK Metcalf over 25. These four combined for a total 132.62 points between them. To put that into context, it put them just 15 points shy of beating five other teams in the league this week. That is sensational scoring. That's how Ravens take their first loss of the season and end up 4-1. and one. Mediocre football team, far from it this week and score a second big win, ending the week 2-3. and three. Yeah, uh, finally the, the train, the Stephen train has uh, been slowed down here. Um, actually had a bit uh, some nice scoring uh, across the board. Kind of let down in one or two spots, but uh, that huge week for Mark Andrews. He's going to love to see that. Um, 13 targets Mark Andrews had the other night. Getting two touchdowns and two two-point conversions, um, along with over 140 yards. Huge game for him. Um, but uh, Adams, the roller coaster that is Adam and his mediocre football team continues up and down and up and down. And uh, they had a, a festival, a festival of points this week. Uh, Super Camario coming good again after some bizarre weeks there where he wasn't getting targeted. Uh, yeah, got some receptions, easily the best player in that offense, uh, yeah. and they weren't using him, but uh, nice to see them back use them, and, you know, obviously Justin Herbert had the huge week against Cleveland, uh, but Austin Eckler is, I think, one of uh, one of the best players, one of the best fancy players in the league, uh, really, he, uh, he does everything. Very consistent. Yeah, very consistent runner, very consistent catcher, and loves finding the end zone. Three more touchdowns this week, um... He had a fumble, but that's not a regular thing. Um, he's just a great one to plug and play. Absolutely. Alrighty. Game four was scheduled to be another close one as the 2-2 two two kicking the squibs took on the 2-2 two two Greensdale Benchwarmers. But a close one it did not turn out to be. Greensdale had Derek Carr hit 8.24 points and the Bucks D hit 9 points. These were the lowlights of the weekend, because everywhere else, there were highlights. Henry and Adams finished in the 30s. Patterson, Sanders and Pitts in the 20s. And double digits for Smith, Butker, Johnson and Tannehill. In response, the Squibs put up their third stinker in a row. While Chubb, Woods and Gibson hit 20 plus points, Carlson, Jones, Cook and Darnold combined for just 19.48 points between them. A kick in the squibs. Started the season strongly 2-0. Now end week 5 on a 3-game losing streak. And end up 2-3. Greensdale Benchwarmers surprisingly played a perfect lineup this week. Didn't leave anyone on the bench. And it led to a monster. 63.5 point win. Their second in a row. But more importantly, they set the highest score of the season so far. 
of 207.32 points. There's 20 euro on the line for the season weekly top scorer. Mr. Green, now the leader in the clubhouse on that front. Tough week on. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. I got proper scalp there. Uh, fair play to Green. Um, my guy's just starting performing. I said this to you uh, off air, and I mean it's true. My guys are just letting me down. Uh, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm making bad start sit decisions. My guys just aren't getting it done. Kyler Murray had another stinker this week. Sam Darnold had a stinker. He was back seeing goals, three picks, killing me. Killing me. Yeah, it's funny. PPF posted the other day that um, Sam Darnold, his last after his red hot start, his last three games, he's back down to his usual uh, uh, New York Jets level of play. Yeah, look, if you actually watch him, he's really good when they're on script. But when they're off script and he has to improvise, um, his stats plummet uh, when you're actually watching him. He's not. He doesn't get it done when it's, you know, on him to get it done. Yeah, yeah. Now, he may get CMC back this week and that could change the fortunes. But, uh, but yeah, tough, tough sled. Yeah, I'm definitely on uh, the downhill slide here. Three losses on the spin. Uh, it's not fun. And something's got to give at some point. Hopefully yeah. I can uh, grab out this slum. But another great week from Green, as you mentioned. Um, Cordell Patterson. Uh, he's going to be delighted to see Pitts going off as well. I was watching that game and despite it not being the best game, uh, it was so depressing to look at. It seemed like on every play they were just either giving it to Patterson or Pitts. And when you're playing against Bolton and Fancy, you're going to have a bad time, which I did. <laughs> and then, I mean, obviously, staple scoring from Derrick Henry and Devontae Adams as well. I mean, two absolute studs. So Yeah, and the first team to break 200 this year, and uh, yeah, looking strong. Yeah, uh, he's going to be tough to beat for anyone. Uh, he's a tough matchup. He's got some really reliable players. Indeed, indeed. Well, game five, so another unbeaten team in... I got this, I really do, a.k.a. the Sneaky Hustlers, as they took on Dalvin and the Speed Bump side coming off the back of a three-game slide. Dalvin got a bump early as Prescott, Madison, Chase, and Burrow all eclipsed the 20-point mark. The Sneaky Hustlers only had Rodgers reach that feat in the early going, and although they got solid output from Renfro, Samuel Jones, and Godwin, there was an upset most certainly on the cards. But late Sunday night, Mike Williams carried on his impressive start to the season and dug the sneaky hustlers out of trouble with a 36.5 point outing. Adding nearly 18 points from Kelsey and Diggs failing to fire for the speed bumps late on, the sneaky hustlers sneak by and stay unbeaten on 5-0 top of the league. The only unbeaten team. A tough, tough loss. For Quinny and the speed bumps. When things looked so good early on. It's now a four game slide. From an opening weekend victory. It leaves them one and four. And possibly. Starting to dream. Of 2023 already. Yeah. It's definitely not ideal for Quinny. He's been. He's unlucky this week. To be fair. Um. Not ideal being let down by Diggs late in the Sunday night game. 
especially with um, the amount of points. If you'd said Buffalo were going to start score 38 points before the game, you would have thought Diggs would have a better day. And uh, Detroit just have all of a sudden decided to stop throwing the ball to TJ Hawkinson for some bizarre reason. Um, yeah, he was too good in week one. Stop, stop giving it to him. Yeah, yeah, that's we don't want to be winning games. I mean, they don't. They obviously are the one team that definitely does not want to win games, and that's not doing Quinny any favors here. Ayuk yeah. again in the doghouse. It seems in San Francisco. He's just been unlucky here, but I, I love a, a nice week here, steady week from um, from Ross. He also had a bit of unluckiness himself with Clyde Edwards-Helaire going down with a knee injury. Um. And Adam Thielen had a down week, but look, Ross, he keeps the train pumping, and he's, once again, 5-0, he's going to be tough to beat for anybody, as he's proving. He's yeah. uh, nailed everyone to the cross that he's come across so yeah, far. Yeah, so. beaten all comers so far. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Finally, Game 6 saw a battle of two old rivals as Kenneth's killers took on The Walking Dead. These two have had plenty of meaty matchups. For toilet bowls or championships in the years gone by, and this one proved as much. The Walking Dead saw 20 plus points from Hertz, Elliot, Pittman, and Lawrence. Kenneth Killer saw 30 point nights from TV12 and Jonathan Taylor, and 22 points from Swift and 19 from Jefferson. Walking Dead had 8 plus and 9 plus points from Rogues and Higby, but were stung by a minus one point effort from the Chiefs D. Kenneth Killers had 9 from their D and a lowly 2.2 from Cameron Brait, but a putrid 4.82 from QB Daniel Jones, who ended up leaving the game on shaky legs. But ultimately, it was the 30 pointers from Kenneth Killers that made the difference in this one and put him back to winning ways, ending week 5 with a positive 3 and 2 record. The Walking Dead, however, continue into a four-game skid after a week one victory. They end week five in the basement on one and four. Yeah, nice matchup here. Um, Keane and Kieran. It's always, it's always been a good one down the years. They always, uh, it's always a good duke-out match. And... Kieran's obviously come out on top here. Uh, he's a nice scoring across the board. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had a really big game for the Colts Monday night. Uh, it started so brightly as well. Yeah, first drive, second drive of the game. Yeah. 70 yard reception for a touchdown, taking it to the house. Um, great player to watch, and uh, he's got a very bright future ahead of him, I think, Jonathan Taylor. They can keep uh, that O line healthy. He's going to. He's going to have uh, some really bright days ahead. Um, bold strategy here from Keane, starting with two tight ends on his lineup. Um, not what I would have done. Claypool sitting down on the bench, 24 points. A uh, bit of a mistake there, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a tough road to come back from 1-4. Um, he's got some woes, um, some like myself, and it's going to be a hard road. It's going to be some tough weeks coming with uh, yeah. buys and such. And particularly, and particularly Keane finds himself in a division where there's a 5-0 and and two 3-2 and two teams. He's already three games in the hole. Uh, yeah. Going to be difficult to get back. But a long way to go. A long way to yeah, go. It can be done. It is fancy football and anything can happen. 
Um, so not all is lost yet, Keno, but work to do, pal. Work to do. Indeed, indeed. Alrighty, that ends the week five rundown. Let's go to our goal of the week. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Goal of the week this week, unprecedented, for the second week in a row, is Mr. Michael Green with his unstoppable 207 plus points. Hard not to give it to him this week on the back of... Uh, a season top score and uh, and a big blowout victory. Um, it was impressive. Yeah, writes itself this week. Green, he's uh, he's given me a proper scalp in here, and I'm not happy about it. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's shit. Um, but look, he's put up a cracker week here. We mentioned it earlier. Some of the studs he has in this team, like Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, Kyle Pitts finally coming good. Um the only little worry you might have this week was um, Deontay Johnson only got two, bizarrely only got two targets. Now he took one of them to the house for 50 yards, but um, definitely uh, bizarre that he only got uh, uh, two targets. Um, and he also picked up Emmanuel Sanders, who's uh, balling out for the Bills this year. And Green's got a really nice team here. Uh, he's going to be tough to beat. Indeed, indeed. So then we turn our attention to Scrot of the Week. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Scrot of the Week will come as no surprise to Quinny that it is Aina. A dreadful, dreadful week this week. Uh, what can you say? Didn't break 83 points. The first player under 100 points this season. And, uh, oh, man. A decimating, depressing weekend all around. Yeah, total opposite to Green here. The lowest point total uh, so far this season for Aina. He's had an absolute mare and it didn't get any better with the injuries. It wasn't just a low scoring week. Uh, he got decimated and uh, he's he's in trouble. That's There's no two ways about it. He's in trouble here. Yeah. Bye weeks yeah. are going to hit him harder than anyone at the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. So, with that in mind, let's look ahead to week number six. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Yeah, we start off with Ana off at the back of a tough Tough loss this weekend. Uh, gets to play myself. Unnecessary roughness. Take on the sprained Saquads Barclays. And uh, currently I have a 99% chance of winning that game. So, But uh, I think Aina has, uh, has to fill a couple of, uh, couple of uh, injury holes. But a lot of holes. Yeah, yeah. Again, if my guys perform, uh, I'd be confident enough. But uh, as you say, you never know. But uh, I'd be hoping for... Uh, for a fourth on the bounce. Yeah, definitely two teams. One going up and one going down here. Uh, it'll be tough for Anna. A 2-3 and three kicking the squibs on the back of a three-game losing streak. Take on a 4-1. and one. That's all Ravens looking to bounce back from their first loss of the season. Owen is shaking his head in front of me. He's nervous for the I'm second week. I'm forward to this <laughs> one at all. <laughs> I don't know if I can stop the slide this week. Yeah, it's going to take some doing. 
Oh, I don't know. I'm nervous. Off the back of beating Deathso Ravens this week, the 2-3 and three mediocre football team have another giant slaying ahead of them as they take on the 5-0 and oh juggernaut sneaky hustlers. Adam could do it again. Yeah, it depends what team Adam sets this week, uh, whether they're on an up week or a down week. It'll either be, it could either be a real uphill battle here or uh, another giant slaying, as you said. Yeah. The two and three Greensdale Benchwarmers take on the, sorry, the three and two Greensdale Benchwarmers take on the two and three, all apologies, anti-vaxxers. Right now, it's 50-50 as to who's going to win this game. This is close. the juicy matchup of the week. I feel uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a barn I feel like it's gonna this is gonna be the closest one this week. I think Green is putting some real nice weeks together. Ben's been a little up and down. He's not gonna be happy. He's gonna be looking for revenge. It's gonna be a big week. Absolutely, another juicy one. Looks like the three and two Kenneth Killers against the two and three. I might have to trade. Both going up and down at the moment, but uh, could fall either way. Yeah, this one's going to be close as well. Um, this is going to be a real slugfest. It's going to be back and forth all weekend. and It's going to be hard to come out on top uh, for either team, really. It's going to be a close one. Yeah. And last, but certainly not least, a bottom of the table duke out. Between the 1 and 4, Dalvin and the speed bumps. And the 1 and 4, walking dead. Someone is ending week six on one and five outside of a miracle draw. Yeah, both of these, uh, they both have to have it really. Quinny and Keane both have to have the win this weekend. Quinny's got some uh, some bye week and injury woes to deal with. Um, this one's going to be tough. Uh, they both need it, really need it. As you mentioned earlier, Keane uh, way back in a division. Uh, that's full of winning sides he needs to start crawling that back indeed indeed a quick look at the divisions the below average joes the stats are ravens clear two games clear four and one second and third tied i might have to trade and the all apologies anti-vaxxers two and three apiece and dalvin and the speed bumps on one and four the donkey's asses division full top heavy the five and oh i got this i really do aka the sneaky hustlers then two teams on three and two, Greensdales, uh, Benchwarmers and Unnecessary Roughness, Walking Dead, holding them all up on their big shoulders on one and four. And then the suckiest bunch of sucks division, three and two, Kenneth Killers lead the way, followed closely by all three teams, mediocre football team, kicking the squibs, and the sprained Saquads Barclays all on two and three, only one game separating all four teams. A juicy, juicy division as we head down the line. Yeah, for sure. Just a, a little uh, little deep dive into things there. Uh, just noticing Green is the high-scoring team of the season so far and is also had the most points scored against him this season so far. A whopping 806.5 points have been scored against Green. So uh, doing well to be Green too. Um, I actually am in second with the most point scored against me just about half a point behind green indeed it's up it's to the sledding it sure is it sure is another big week coming up 
set those lineups, watch those buys. All right. Let's have a look at the redraft. If you ain't first, you're last. All right. A quick look this week at the If You're Not First, You're Last Fantasy Football Redraft League. Week 5's matchups. Saw Unnecessary Roughness move to 4-1 and one as they beat the staffs the way I like it. Ross is 2-3 and three in that league, finding a tougher going. Dalvin and the Chipmunks, anus side. Lose a nail-biter. By point two. Six points. Deck to the future. Take it. Move to two and three. And I find the tough sledding on this side too. One and four. The suckiest bunch of sucks. Owens team here. Gets clobbered this week on this side also. Keen's fantasy football team. Absolutely destroy him. 214.86 points. To 147.76. Owen's still shaking his head. He just, it was a mare this week. It's been a bad week. Another big beatdown this week saw Kenneth Killers move to 4 and 1 with a 191.56 to 129.78 beatdown of Adam's Hot Chub Time Machine. They end the week 1 and 4. And Ben also gets clobbered this week in the redraft. His My Ball Zach Ertz team hammered by Michael's Mr. Meeksiks and the Destroyers. 218.84 to 149.14. A lot of high scoring this week in this league. And, uh, yeah, some big beatdowns. Yeah, some uh, really big beatdowns here this week. Um, kind of only one or two really close matchups. The rest were, uh, you know. Total decimations from one side to the other. <laughs> it's, it wasn't a good week. It wasn't a good week for me this week. Got spanked in both leagues. Not happy about it. Not yeah, about it. yeah, not good, not good. I, on the other hand, had two big victories this week. Happy out. I sit one and four alongside Kenneth Killers and Keane's fantasy football team. All four and one. Mr. Green's Meeksiks and the Destroyers are three and two. The bottom six clubs, all in negative territory. Jack to the future. My ball sack hurts. Staff's the way I like it. Suckiest bunch of sucks. All sit two and three through week five. With the hop chub time machine. And Dalvin and the chipmunks. One and four to start the redraft. It's getting very close to Tradeville. If you want to make any sort of move for playoffs. Uh, that's everywhere I mean both leagues there needs to be action lads are going to need to make some moves shake things up yeah um, yeah there's some uh, certain individual teams that are on downward spirals including my own teams uh, we might need uh, to shake up some things and uh, shake the trees on some trades Absolutely, absolutely. Next week's matchup, see a 4-1 and one Unnecessary Roughness take on 2-3 and three Deck to the Future. And 1-4 and four Dalvin and the Chipmunks take on a 2-3 and three Suckiest Bunch of Sucks. 4-1 and one Kenneth Killers 
take on a three and two Mr. Meek Seeks and the Destroyers in a juicy one. A two and three, my bald Zacherts, take on the one and four Hot Chug Time Machine. And finally, the two and three, Staff's the way I like it, take on the four and one Fantasy Football Team. And there you have it for if you're not first or last. And there you have it for week five's podcast. We had a lot to cover this week. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you uh, check out those bye weeks particularly. Check into those injuries. Set those lineups. And prepare yourself for what is no doubt going to be another stellar weekend of NFL action. Yeah, it just keeps getting better the last couple of weeks. Uh, the train is really starting to move now. Teams are coming out to play. It's great. Yeah, it sure is. Got another London game kicking off at half two this weekend. Uh, Jags play Dolphins, so another festival of football on Sunday starting from half two right through to the wee hours. It's all good stuff. Woo! Indeed. <laughs> Alrighty, until next week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.